Hello and welcome to your favourite teacher. I'm just going to do a podcast today on When We Two Parted by Lord Byron. Now for most of you this is going to be in the love and relationships cluster. So I'm going to read through the poem first and then I'm going to discuss it in a little bit more detail. So When We Two Parted by Lord Byron. When we two parted in silence and tears, half broken hearted to sever for years, pale grew thy cheek and cold, colder thy kiss, truly that hour foretold sorrow like this. The dew of the morning sunk chill on my brow. It felt like the warning of what I feel now. Thy vows are all broken and light is thy fame. I hear thy name spoken and share in its shame. They name thee before me, a knell to mine ear. A shudder comes o'er me, why wert thou so dear? They know not I knew thee, who knew thee too well. Long, long shall I rue thee, too deeply to tell. In secret we met, in silence I grieve that thy heart could forget, thy spirit deceive. If I should meet thee after long years, how should I greet thee with silence and tears? Okay, so that's quite a sad poem. Um, Obviously, you can see why it's to do with the love and relationships cluster. And it's supposed to be based on one of the many scandalous relationships that Lord Byron was involved in. I've actually um, just started watching Victoria, uh, which has Lord Melbourne's wife. Um, There's a reference of her having run off with Byron. So it's claimed that um, Byron falsely stated that the poem was written in 1808 in order to protect the the lady uh, who it was actually written about, um, who was Lady Frances Webster. And it was actually written in 1816. Um, Lady Webster was also said to be involved in an affair with the Duke of Wellington, so she was quite the scandalous lady. Now, Byron is known, um, he's very well known, and he was a leading romantic poet, and he was key um, in the movement of romanticism. So I've actually talked about his relationship with um, Percy Shelley and Mary Shelley when I did podcasts on Frankenstein. So it's about that time, um, so it's a long time ago. Now, there are a few key themes that are sort of mentioned here, those being secret, forbidden love, the idea of regret, um, pain that he's feeling, um, anger even maybe. And some of the poems that I'd want to compare this to would be perhaps neutral tones. Um, you could talk about uh, Winter Swans, Farmer's Bride and Profuria's Lover. So we'll talk about how some of those links later. Let's just go through the poem and pick out some key information. So it starts, and the title, When We Two Parted, is significant. It's always important to talk about a title um, because it's been chosen for a reason. And also, it's one of those things that counts as a quote. So if you can't remember any quotes when you're doing a comparison, you can still always talk about a title. So When We Two Parted is obviously the ending of a relationship. And love and relationships is your is your key theme that's linking all of these. So this is at the end. 
And in silence, so when we two parted in silence and tears, so it's obviously an unhappy parting, half broken hearted to sever for years, pale grew thy cheek and cold. So perhaps um, the woman that he's writing about has grown distance, uh, grown distance, grown distant, Um, because it talks about colder thy kiss. So it seems like maybe it's her who's pulling away from him. Um, he talks about sorrow, so picking out key words then from that first stanza. Half broken hearted. I wonder what's significant about half broken hearted there. Um, silence and tears. Silence is something we normally associate with death. So straight away we don't know, maybe this lady's died. Um, sever for years. To sever, to sever something's quite a violent verb. Um, to like detach something from something else. Colder thy kiss. So... Um, Again, like I said, perhaps she's getting more and more distant. The dew of the morning sunk chill on my brow. I felt like the warning of what I feel now. Thy vows are all broken. So vows, something we associate with marriage, marriage vows. Um, maybe, they were, maybe they were married. I mean, we know that they weren't, but maybe these vows are referring to um, her marriage vows. Um, again, talking about the perhaps the affair. And light is thy fame, I hear thy name spoken and share in its shame. So this again talks about the idea of this scandalous relationship. So perhaps, um, obviously, polite society and um, the time period means that any kind of adultery was seriously uh, frowned upon. I mean, it still is, but the extent is was really quite extreme back then. Um, and he's saying that part of that shame is his own. Um, a knell to my ear it's like an interesting choice of word there a knell to my ear and we'll talk about that in a second a shudder comes over me so it's physically impacting him he shudders at the thought is an expression that we talk about quite a lot so he can't really bear to hear hear her name which is quite interesting um why were you so dear he's he's questioning himself so we've got a couple of questions in this poem. We've got one there. Why wert thou so dear? Um, which could be rhetorical questions. And then how should I greet thee? Which is just the second to last line. Too deeply to tell. So we've got what seems to be here is perhaps this splitting of this relationship when they when they parted. So when we two parted. Perhaps they haven't parted equally on equal terms um and he seems to feel the loss a lot more than she does um we've got sorrow grieve um broken heart lots and lots of negative language here so he's really feeling this loss um we've got thy spirit deceive i wonder what that could mean because deception perhaps she has done something to deceive him that might be an interesting thing to pick out. Um, how should I greet thee with silence and tears? So things haven't ended well with this coupling. Um, they're not one of these. It's not one of these breakups where it's like, oh, we're going to be great friends. Um, but with silence and tears, and silence we've had. Um, that's basically a an almost complete repetition of the second line. So it starts when we two parted in silence and tears and then ends, how should I greet thee, with silence and tears. He's not moved on. The the ache, the pain for him hasn't changed. 
And there are a few things to pick out here. Um, so we've got some enjambment. Now enjambment is where um, the lines kind of run, run on and um, it's punctuated slightly differently. So truly thy hour foretold sorrow to this. So we've got lots of run on lines, um, perhaps showing the never ending pain that he's feeling. Semantic field's an interesting thing to pick out because we've got semantic field of death. Um, colder, so we talk about someone when someone dies and their skin grows cold. So we've got colder, knell, grieve. Um, all of these things could be to do with um, death and loss. So we've got some repetition. That's another interesting thing to pick out. We've got in silence and in tears, like I've spoken about, comes more than once. Um, thee, he's uh, how I knew thee, I rue thee. Um, obviously, we've got a rhyme, regular rhyme scheme in here, which is quite interesting because with such a sad poem, you wouldn't, you don't always have a rhyme scheme. Um, rhyme schemes can sometimes make things feel upbeat, but in this case, I think it makes it feel like his pain is monotonous and ongoing, um, and we get that with that repetition and that regular rhymes, rhyme scheme. Um, we've got lots of pathetic fallacy, which is quite interesting. So um, the dew of the morning. So pathetic fallacy, if you can't remember, is where you've got um, the weather and the like uh, surrounding atmosphere reflecting the mood. So um, the fact that things are cold, that, that could be a sign of the weather as well. So it's using this idea to show how cold he's feeling. Sunk chill on my brow, the dew of the morning. Um, all of these things are pathetic fallacy. So everything around him is doom and gloom after this breakup, basically. Okay, so one of the things that you have to ask yourself when you go through this and um, when you're going to make a comparison with another poem is how are feelings of love and loss conveyed here? Um, can you pick out key words and phrases um, that you that sh demonstrate how um, sad the narrator is feeling, how he feels about this relationship? Because you're going to need to compare those with other things. It seems like this poem is about the painful end of a relationship. And also we've got suggestions here that it was forbidden love. And we get that from the scandal where he shares in the shame where her name is spoken. Um, the semantic field of death is, you know, as I've said, is a, a key thing to talk about. Um, and But also this idea um, of the inevitability of the end of the relationship. He feels like maybe this relationship was doomed. Um, so things like, words that we can pick out foretold warning knell deceive he's almost kind of angry um by the rejection that he faces and we can see that we've also got um a juxtaposition here between knowledge and this idea of silence and secrecy so they know not i knew thee they name thee before me so he can hear all of this gossiping um and but there's there's like a, a big divide between what the outside world knows and what he knows. So a few things there to pick out and talk about with when we three parted, when, when we two parted, there's not three of them in this relationship. Um, and definitely things that you want to look out and be able to compare with um, perhaps neutral tones, as I said, winter swans, farmer's bride or profurious lover. I'm going to go through each of these now um, and do podcasts on them. And then I'll be saying about things that we can link from this poem. I hope that's been helpful and good luck. <laughs>